An entitled Karen faked an injury just so she could go on short-term disability. And despite complaining to HR multiple times as her manager, HR decided to side with her, preventing me from replacing her completely while also bending to everything this entitled Karen ever had to say. And as a result, I put my two weeks notice in, my department fell apart with my absence once I quit, and this entitled Karen got fired for being completely useless. Here's what happened. So I'm a 40-year-old male, and I was the director of sales op for a software company, and this went on for a year. The entitled Karen of this story was on my team, and we were responsible for processing purchase orders. The entitled Karen had a small vehicle accident that put her in a neck brace. She also needed once-weekly physical therapy appointments and had some restrictions on duties, all of which I accommodated. It was no issue in the slightest. Now, with that in mind, and despite meeting her needs, this entitled Karen decided coming into work was optional. HR noticed that she was repeatedly absent from work three to four days at a time, as well as multiple weeks in a row. They did not give me details, but told me documentation from her doctor did not justify all of these absences. To make matters worse, this entitled Karen would never give notice that she was going to be out, and sometimes would just no-show without ever calling, nor indicate how long she would be out. HR eventually told this Karen that she needed to either attend work more regularly or get a doctor's note to sign off on short-term disability. And you know what? This worked for me. I would much rather have this Karen take extended time off so I could also get someone to replace her duties than be absent frequently with no warning and with no one to cover for her. This Karen's original doctor would not document a need for a disability, so she went out and found one who would. She bragged to the team that she found a doc that would sign off on anything. So this entitled Karen went on disability and I was able to get a temporary worker to cover her until she returned. Even though some co-workers told me that this entitled Karen was going to the clubs and was going dancing and stuff along those lines. But you know what? I did not care. That was between her and the HR department. For now at least, the work was getting done. The time period of Karen's short-term disability eventually expired. At this point, she either had to come back to work or go on long-term disability so I could replace her permanently. The Karen sign anything doctor would not give her documentation for long-term disability, so the entitled Karen grudgingly came back to work. She quickly went back to being absent all the time. She also refused to do even the basic duties of her job. I eventually went to HR and told them things were not working out and that I wanted to replace her, and thankfully they were on board with this plan. HR brought this entitled Karen in for the talk, but Karen flipped out and said that she would sue. Suddenly, HR was not on board. It didn't matter that the entitled Karen really didn't have any legal standing. Just an empty threat of a lawsuit made HR decide it was more important to make her happy than to let me have a functional department. In one instance, I asked the entitled Karen to do purchase order review, and she complained to HR about me bossing her around, despite the fact that I am literally her boss. HR then told me that I could no longer give assignments or work duties to the entitled Karen. When I said that was fine, as long as they would let me hire someone else to do the Karen's job, they refused to give me a request for a new employee. This went on for months, and the entitled Karen quickly learned that she could complain to HR about anything and get her way. You would not believe the accommodations she was given. Meanwhile, she made no effort to hide that she was not really injured anymore. She was barely coming to work, but she was still getting paid. She even encouraged other team members to take advantage of this loophole that she had found. Then, one day during month-end crunch, the entitled Karen didn't come in or call. So I called and asked her if she planned to work that day. It was a simple question, carefully crafted to be neutral in tone. She 
then told HR that I was harassing her, and then as a result, I got written up. So I immediately put in my two-week notice. I'm not going to have my career messed with by a woman who had worked maybe six days in a month, especially when I work 60 to 70 hours a week for a company that doesn't care about me. With me suddenly gone, my department fell apart. Purchase orders were not going through, and to address this emergency, a company's senior vice president took over the department until my replacement could be found. HR was certainly not going to tell this guy that he could not give Karen any duties to do at work, so this entitled Karen actually had to do her job. About a month after I quit, the entitled Karen got my home phone number and called me. She was furious that she had to actually work now. She told me she was going to report me to HR for a company that I no longer worked for. And sure enough, she did exactly that. I kept in touch with members of my old team, and they told me she was laughed out of the HR office. But here is where it gets absolutely absurd. This entitled Karen called me again, cursing and screaming and threatening me, and demanded that I give her the contact information for the HR department of my new company. She had plans of reporting me to a department that had no idea who she was, nor had any jurisdiction over her complaints. The stupidity was unbelievable, and I laughed right into her ear all the way up until I hung up and blocked her. The last I heard, this entitled Karen was finally fired. She got zero unemployment benefits and ended up moving her and her kids in with her mom. The HR department of this guy's previous company absolutely failed him, like they did not protect him in the slightest. They let this stupid entitled Karen basically run the company and decide when and where she wants to come into work. And that's not fair in the slightest. So I don't blame you for getting out of there when you could. They clearly did not have your back and they probably would not have done anything to change that situation. And the fact that it fell apart so quickly once you left is obviously a testament to how much they truly needed you. And that at least is some kind of silver lining you can hold on to when it comes to your former employment. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description. My dad says I can't go to summer courses even though I need to if I want to graduate on time. And despite knowing exactly what I need to do, my mom is also of no help, claiming that I should just listen to my father and do exactly as he says. And at this point, I seriously don't know what to do. So I want to take a few classes at my college over the summer, which is about 45 to 60 minutes from home. I plan to drive to school just twice a week, and I'm willing to pay for insurance, gas, and parking for my own money. But my dad doesn't want me to. He prefers that I stay home and help him with his business. He owns a consulting business and wants me to work there over the summer. Since I have relevant background in software engineering and data analysis, he thinks that I would be a good fit. For some background, I'm in an accelerated honors program in my college, where students with advanced standings can finish their bachelor's degree in three years and do their master's in their fourth year. I'm in this program, and my plan is to take summer classes and do an internship in the summer of 2024. But my dad says it's not worth commuting to school for classes and that it will be very exhausting for me. I said that I've driven long distances before and I spend long hours at school each day, so it really shouldn't be an issue. Then he said that it's better to gain industry experience by working for his business. I didn't know what to say because he will pay me some money if I work for him and I don't have to drive out, but I also honestly can't stand being around him for too much because his hygiene is mediocre and he burps and sweats a lot and tends to get mad over small things. I didn't say anything about it, but still said that I need to complete 39 credits by May 2024 and that would require me to take summer classes in 2023. Ideally, all the summer classes are online 
online so I can stay home. But historically, most summer classes that I'm looking at are in person, which means I will have to commute. Living on campus is too expensive during the summer, and off-campus is cheaper, but too dangerous since my school is in the middle of a big city. Transitioning the course at a closer community college wouldn't work since my school won't accept the credits. I even asked my advisor about several of them. The schedule of summer classes came out tomorrow, and I really need to take summer classes anyways, even though my dad won't let me, and even implied that I should quit the honors combined bachelor's and master's program just so I can avoid commuting this summer, save some cost, and work for his company. I really don't want to start a fight over this. My mom always says that I should listen to my dad and that he has the final say in everything. They seem to have no idea how important summer classes are for me, and at this point, I don't know what to do. Your parents are wrong. You absolutely should not drop out of that program. You are clearly incredibly gifted and very smart. Otherwise, you wouldn't be in this program in the first place. You have the opportunity to get your bachelor's degree as well as your master's degree and quickly at that. For your dad to be so selfish and tell you to seriously drop out of school all under the guise of, oh, you could just work for me in my office is honestly so toxic. He clearly doesn't know what he's doing and he just wants to use you as free labor. That is not going to look good on your resume. You know what is going to look good on your resume? Getting your master's degree fairly early in life. That's going to look fantastic. So taking summer courses and going to school to get it done truly is the best thing you could do at this point, in my opinion. And it's also really sad that your mom's like, you should listen to your father. He has final say. No, he doesn't. You have final say. They have no say in this matter. This is your future you're talking about. If I was in your shoes, I would be finding a way to take out my own student loans and find on-campus housing. Seriously, you have something really good going on in your life right now, and I just would not throw it away. All because of the bad advice from your mom, who clearly doesn't know what she's talking about, as well as your dad, who obviously wants to exploit your talents just so he can get some high-quality work for a relatively low cost. An entitled guest claims that she's embarrassed, both for me and the hotel, simply because the fire alarm went off as a false alarm. And I'm so baffled by her reaction, I seriously don't know what to make of it. So we had a fire alarm go off last night at our hotel. Through the panel, we could see that it seemed like a fault in the system and not an actual fire. However, the classic fire alarm noise started regardless. While my colleague was on the phone with our maintenance, I followed the regular procedure just in case and went outside to the safe point, encouraging everyone to follow along. After a few minutes, a guest approached me. She was in shorts, definitely not prepared for the cold weather, and she was talking to me in such a way that I honestly did not expect. She looks at me and says, how long is this going to take? I looked at her and I said, I am not sure, ma'am. My colleague is currently investigating this. The alarm has stopped just now, so it is probably a false alarm. However, I wanted to be sure all is safe before going back inside. The guest then said, well, I may have to ask for compensation because this is ridiculous. And at this point, I'm trying to stay polite as usual. I say to her, I'm sorry about that, ma'am. I understand that this is an inconvenience, but we are trying to follow the procedure for everybody's safety. The guest then says, it's not an inconvenience at this point. It's just embarrassing. Now, I honestly could not believe she was saying that in this situation. It took all of my willpower to not reply with something like, your embarrassment is the least of our problems right now. Or even to say, what is possibly embarrassing about this? Not letting you burn up in a fire? Instead, I apologized again and repeated that we are just following procedure and that our guest safety is priority above all. Shortly after, thankfully, we went back inside as it was a false alarm. But I still can't believe how in that situation, someone could be so self-absorbed. Of course, I understand 
understand it is a stressful situation and everyone reacts differently and maybe she was just scared. However, I was already nervous because the fire alarm sound is already really terrifying and you have to try and keep it together for the guests. And the least of my worries is anyone being embarrassed. We are literally just doing our job. There's no reason to give a refund for something that is perfectly normal and it only happened once that night. Am I in the wrong for being baffled by this woman's reaction? Because seriously, it really was confusing. Because her reaction to everything going on just simply did not make sense. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah, the guest that you're referring to is really being obnoxious. And if anything, she was probably talking about how she felt because she felt embarrassed she was in shorts standing outside in the cold weather that you guys clearly have. Oh, and by the way, it's a fire alarm. You can either believe it and get out of the place before it burns down, or you can be like, this is probably just a test, or it's a mistake. This is so embarrassing. There's nothing embarrassing about a building being on fire, or even the possibility of a building being on fire. Like, that just honestly sounds like a nightmare, and it's not something I even want to toy with. So yeah, that lady was weird, and you didn't do anything wrong. You were following procedure, and I think they should be happy that you took it seriously, and you value the safety of everybody at your hotel. Today, I messed up by telling my girlfriend she could use my computer cleaner to organize my spice rack, and as a result, and by complete accident, she sprayed a volatile pepper all over the kitchen, peppering her face as well as mine. Here's what happened. So a couple of months ago, my girlfriend and I first moved in together. It has been great. We have lots of fun together and we love it overall. I've always been an amateur cook. I like to do recipes from different cultures and due to that, I have many spices that I do use a lot. I always buy the bagged ones since they are much cheaper, but that means my spice cupboard is always a huge mess. After months of living in our new apartment, I decided it was time to get a nice spice rack and have them all labeled in containers just for ease of use instead of rummaging through the mess every time I cook. Now, this is the kind of task I would think to be redundant, but organizing and labeling stuff is right down my girlfriend's alley. She loves it and was very excited at the prospect of going to pick out pretty labels and identifying my spices for me. She also has very pleasing handwriting, which is much better than mine. After labeling all my spices, came the time to transfer them from bags into containers. This job required a funnel, which we obviously had. However, having 40 different spices means that you need to wash and dry the funnel between each different spice type. And while I'd usually not mind doing it for her, I was cleaning the bathroom at the time and thus didn't know how my girlfriend was doing. She came to me in the bathroom while the bath was running, asking me something that I didn't quite make out. But what I basically heard her say is if she could use the PC cleaner. As a side note, I also enjoy building and repairing computers as a side hobby. So I have an electric blower that I use for dusting instead of compressed air cans. I just yelled out, yeah, sure, since it's not the first time she's used it. 
did. A couple of minutes later, I realized, why would she need to use my PC cleaner to organize my spices? And with that, I left my things there to go check what she was doing. It turns out she was using my cleaner to dust off the leftover spices from the tunnel so they wouldn't mix and match together. While explaining it to me, she did the motion of blowing in the funnel while it was right over a spice jar and accidentally activated it. I suppose the universe had it out for us because the spice she was currently transferring was a type of pepper. The volatile powder quickly blew all over my girlfriend's face and instinctively when I tried to reach out to her, I got sprayed as well and our poor cat was off to the side witnessing all of it. I quickly grabbed her and took us to the bathroom to clean up our faces while also attempting to fix our airways, turning the fan on and shutting the door. I'm pretty sure we napalmed the entire kitchen. I'm writing this right now from the bathroom about 30 minutes since the incident. My poor girlfriend's face is red and wet and while I don't know how bad it is, as of right now, the outside world definitely smells very spicy. That is actually really funny. While I do appreciate her ingenuity in blowing through the funnel with the PC blower just to try and make the process a little bit easier, it also, at its base level, was a very dangerous game that she was playing. I mean, with all those spices and herbs that were right in front of her, she was bound to pick a spice that would be absolutely devastating. So at least for the sake of your kitchen, maybe open some windows and turn on some fans. Because I think that things are going to smell and taste like pepper for quite a long time. An entitled man tries to burn up his dog's waist instead of throwing it away in the trash can. And as a result, he almost lights a tree on fire and the owners of the house were not happy. Here's what happened. So this happened a few years ago. I was managing a room and board and had two guys that had dogs. One of them was a young 20-something and the other was a 50-year-old in a wheelchair. We'll call them Phil and Steve. That's not their real name. So Phil expected everyone else to clean up after his dog, which went to the bathroom all over the backyard. Steve, who despite the wheelchair, made an effort to clean up both after his and Phil's dogs. That is until one night. I'm on the balcony and I see fire in the backyard. I take off as fast as I can and it was a pile of leaves next to a palm tree with dead leaves that were long enough to almost reach the ground and like a foot away from the burning pile of leaves. I get to the backyard and Steve is rolling to the hose to put it out. I stay close to make sure it's out and I finally ask him what on earth happened. I assumed it was a case of someone tossing a lit cigarette but nope. That's when Steve says something that absolutely blew my mind. Well Phil's dog has been going all over the place so I tossed it all in the pile and decided to burn it. I looked at him and I said you what? He went on to say my dad was a fire marshal. I know what I'm doing. And he says this after burning leaves in the middle of the summer in a backyard full of dead leaves that hasn't been raked next to a near dead palm tree and without a hose at the ready. Seriously, like I said, he was wheeling to the hose to turn it on after starting the fire. So I decided to not argue and I called the owners. I explained what happened and they were not happy. They had another manager from a house down the street that they owned come by and check out the backyard while Steve was yelling and screaming at me for overreacting by calling the owners. They came by the next day and they were angry. Steve even mixed up the leaves after the fact just to hide as much of the burned leaves as he could, despite the fact that they already had pictures. And he kept repeating, my dad's a fire marshal. I knew exactly what I was doing. He didn't last much longer after that and continued to claim that it was a little fire under control and that I didn't have to snitch on him in the way that I did. Oh, and as for Phil, he left after three more days because he couldn't pay his rent. He only had half and actually tried to win the rest of his rent through scratch-off tickets in the lottery. He then basically took off into the night and we never heard from him ever again. Yeah, that guy's an idiot for
it for burning a bunch of dead leaves next to a dead palm tree. Like, that is so dangerous, and it easily could have caused so many problems and so much of a disaster in the area. Like, imagine trying to explain away why you lit everything on fire and why on earth you decided to burn dog waste. Like, seriously, first off, that guy should have been cleaning up after his dog, and secondly, you don't just start burning it up instead of, I don't know, throwing it away into the garbage can. Like, if you're gonna clean it up, at least do it correctly. This guy could have seriously caused a lot of damage, and people seriously could have been hurt. He should have had that hose on the ready, and there's just no good excuse for what happened. So the next time this guy says his dad's a fire marshal, just look at him and say, no, you're a liar. You don't know what you're doing, and you almost burned down the entire building. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out in the description below and subscribe.